0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. We missed you. Are you laying down? I am. I know it's a much more comfortable position than I normally am in. Reality is the chairs that are normally down here are upstairs, and I was already running behind for our previous interview, so I just said, going to lay on my stomach. Right, right. So today, we're going to be talking about some really fun stuff stuff some deep mushy crazy stuff because we have on oh in his face she was surprised i said that because on thursday we have on emily Pereira. emily oh my god we had she's amazing we emily, maybe like had a crush on her oh uh, we i think we like fell in love with her look <laughs> like, can we be you can we, we marry you and be you Simultaneously. Simultaneously. Emily just authored a new book called The Quest, From the Hollywood Hills to the Amazon Jungle. It's all about self-love, finding yourself. It's very like eat, pray, love meets untamed. And that's Mm -hmm. everything I've ever wanted. So Yeah. Yeah. No, she was so incredible. Seriously. Like, I know we say that about our guests. We're very lucky and- very fortunate lucky same thing to have such amazing people on the podcast but we had like such a particular connection to everything that Emily was talking about it went like another layer of had another layer of depth of depth into it and she just she was so well spoken she had clearly has done so much personal development work and it showed so I think you guys are going to get so much out of that episode and Julia and I today are going to kind of focus on like she said she said mushy deep crazy stuff so (laughs) I think with that comes we'll probably reflect a little little bit on Thanksgiving, how that stuff went, and then give you a little piece of like our self-discovery type of journeys and all that. I was telling Julia before we've had some women, which were it's so funny because we're like, yes, we want to make women in their 20s. And we always say and beyond, feel less alone. So it's so funny. But yes, this is the audience that we want to capture. We want people in their 20s to know now that you don't have to be perfect, that you don't have to have it all together and all this stuff. But all of the things we talk about totally go beyond being in your 20s. We just want to make sure everybody at least starts now. (laughs) Yeah, and it's all a lot of what we talk about with Emily is coming back to asking ourselves the right questions. Because well, one, asking yourself questions about who you are, what you believe, who you want to be. Are you aligning with those things? Like, are you really truly aligning with those things? The things you're doing every day? So we talk a lot about that and like asking ourselves the right questions and what is amazing about her book is it really provides like a guideline of, of the questions to ask to get to this place of like deep self- discovery, deep self-love, knowing that you are enough as you are. And I just think that everybody's going to benefit from hearing her. And like what me and Brenda have been doing so much of is trying to ask ourselves the right questions and seeing, are we aligning? Like, are actions aligning to our higher selves who we truly want to be? So we're going to get into all that. We will. And we're going to have probably a whole episode on aspects of rejection soon enough. But- uh, the reason why julia said what what julia just said about asking ourselves the right question made me think of an interview that we just had you'll see soon enough and it made me realize that the reason that we don't ask ourselves certain questions at all might be partially because we we are afraid of them um might be because we don't know what to ask or how to go about it where to begin but also because we're afraid of the answer like we can be scared of what's what will come out of that yeah so i I think it's just like a really interesting really interesting topic but we'll get into all of that Ooh, I already want to get into it, so let's just get Pride and Pickle over. Okay. Go, go, go 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 Okay, everybody, one two three. It's time for Pride and Pickle. Okay, my pride Quick this version. week. Version, version. Okay, my pride this week is it is that I do feel in the spirit of self discovery. We keep saying in the spirit of. Maybe that's all fair. I like this new in, in the, the spirit. Of. In the spirit, I love it. Oh, I think that's gonna be at the table back. for the spirits that we want, and everyone has to just come meet us at the table. We'll be for there, guys. Time. We're there. We said it. Um, So in the the spirit of. In the spirit of what? What did I say? Oh, of self-discovery. I really, I I was thinking a lot about like holidays. Obviously Thanksgiving was Thursday, very recently to today. And I was thinking about how different I felt this year on Thanksgiving. And this is beyond the weird circumstances of the world. Like I was feeling of how different I felt in a positive way. Just going into it. Like I just felt like myself. And that feels like a weird thing to say because I've always been myself. Like I've always been me. I've always been in this skin. And I've always had this heart All the things But I felt so like I just feel like I was really showing up as me In the energy that I wanted to And I've been feeling that more and more Like in general When I go to work When I talk to my mom When I'm connecting with Chris Like I've just felt like myself And I think it's a really beautiful thing To feel like the person that I want to be The person that I want to become Aligning. Yeah just like so so aligned And it, it was a really cool thing to feel Not only going into the holidays That would once bring me stress but also it, it made me really excited for what the rest of my life will bring because I'm like you know what in the grand scheme of things like I'm in my 20s and I have a whole life ahead of me and to feel this now just makes me excited about how much more aligned I can feel moving forward and how much more doing this type of work will set me up for such a fulfilling life. I love that but I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm so happy too and it felt so good too. I asked Chris yesterday because he had just asked me like oh how are you feeling about like the like the food. Situation and stuff. I told you guys about the sensitivities and just that I've been more aware of the choices that I've been making. And I, and I said to him, I was like, I feel great. Like, I have no idea what's going to be served. I'm going to do my best to like make choices that make me feel good in terms of like sensitivities and stuff. And I was like, I, I feel great. And it was sweet of him to ask. But then I asked him, I said, Do you, do you feel that in me? Like, do you have that belief in me? Like, do you feel that difference in my energy when it comes to these situations and around food and around what I'm going to wear and like all this stuff? He's like, Oh, 100%. So, that feels really good too. Pickle, pickle validation never hurts. Oh my god, we we, <laughs> love, <laughs> we love a validation. validation.
1: <laughs> we love validation.
0: Um and pickle this morning, actually not that long ago. My we I went on a walk with my parents and we we were like walking down south south belmore and my dad like turned white and i was like what the fuck and he did he was like i don't i don't feel that good i think i'm like like my blood sugar or something (laughs) like he was feeling a little hypoglycemic and i was like what the heck it was really weird and it was a pickle because i was worried about him and he didn't want to like accept this defeat like i was like dad sit down like let's sit down on the side of the road like i can run back home and i'll bring the car and i'll come pick you guys up i'll bring you a snack like i i don't know i just like immediately tried to problem solve and and he was trying to not accept that defeat and he's like am i like an old man i'm like no it's okay (laughs) but it was so crazy because i was so worried and then i'm like dang like good thing i've been you know getting stronger or or doing a little bit more cardio because i had to like actually use it in to actually run home and bring back some some goodies for my dad and 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 drive him home but he's all good probably will hate that i shared that because he feels a little a little weakened by it but but he's all good which is crazy because it was out of nowhere oh my god well i'm glad that he's feeling better and it's just it's a show it's like okay to not be superman all the time yes there's a, we could do a whole episode on on a uh, superman machismo and the, and the oh we could we could oh. all these things that will hold off for another day how about you Julia? my pride is that all my friends call me Jeliana. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hilarious that's not really my pride but i do like it my real pride is that um i've started putting up some of my holiday decorations hmm. we love a holiday decoration we love a cozy Space. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about that. I also got a facial steamer. Oh, you did? Did you use someone's I code? I not used it yet, but I'm so excited. Wait, is it that one that like a lot of influencers have been posting 50% off? Oh, I don't know. Haley told me to get it. It's the Aria. I think that's it. Ara? A-I-R-A. I don't know, but it's here. I'm so excited to use it. It's cute. Hopefully, going to make me beautiful. Let's see. Love. Love. I love an at-home spa with my Christmas decorations. Incredible. <laughs> so amazing. That's my pride. And my pickle is that I, I, in the spirit of vulnerability, I'm thinking about, well, right now I'm being kind of vulnerable about something that I'm not sure that I'm going to get the response that I want back. And I think, so one that feels, icky obviously because when you put yourself out there and you don't know like what you're gonna get back that just feels hard but also uh, it makes me think about like vulnerability because we talk about vulnerability all the time and like it's easy to be vulnerable when you know that you're gonna receive it back Mm. difficult to be vulnerable when you don't know if you're mm-hmm. gonna receive it back, but that is the true vulnerability. Yeah, holy shit. That's being in the arena, baby. That's being in the arena. Sheet. Yeah, it, it, that that is something that, that's so interesting to you because I've never, I've actually never thought about that. I think about vulnerability a lot and it, it is a source of connection and all that stuff that we talk about. But I guess when I think about it, I think, oh, well, leading with vulnerability breeds more vulnerability, which is true, but it might not always be what we want to hear or just the extra layer of challenge that comes about with not knowing what you'll receive Back because when I think about vulnerability, I'm like, oh, it's just a positive thing because then we're gonna get deep and then this person's gonna feel less alone and this isn't right. that bad. what about when you don't know. That's yeah, that's fucking scary. So I give you credit, sugar. Right. I mean, it's like that that thing of like like you said, being in the arena and you know you're standing there with your no armor on, mm-hmm. waiting to see what's gonna happen. And so it is it is scary, but that is the place of vulnerability, and it's that Theodore Roosevelt. I actually, oh my god, I'm gonna pull it up. I have it on my computer. The. the- Theodore Roosevelt quote that Bernay Brown's Daring Greatly is based off of. Have you heard it? Me of, uh, but of course that's where oh, okay. my it's is based in. Oh, I, I wanted to know that you knew the Theodore quote. I know you know about. Oh Bernay. yes, of course, of course. Sir Teddy. Sir Teddy, I'll read it. I have it right here. I keep it on my computer to remind me to be vulnerable, even when it's when you don't know you're gonna get it back. He says, "It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena." whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Oh, baby. <laughs> Ted D. Oh, Teddy! Oh, so Teddy. There's no reward without great risk, right? Yeah, we, this is so weird because we were just talking about all these things. I know. reward yeah. risk. Let's um, see our next episode. Yeah, it's gonna be our next episode, so we won't dive in too deeply. I have the most random question after that. Literally, incredibly powerful, beautiful quote was Teddy Rose the one at the museum. What? Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> did somebody the one at the museum? <laughs> Was Teddy Roosevelt, like, a character in Night at the Museum, the Adam Sandler? Oh, yes, yes. He was. Okay, that's him. Okay, that's <laughs> that's Teddy. Oh, dear old Teddy. Okay, amazing, amazing. I just, like, I was like, hmm, was that him? What an iconic film. <laughs> so, since Brenda inlined us with her intellect about our Oh, history, yeah. It just beams out of me. <laughs> She's a history savant. <laughs> I sure am. Part of my identity she now. She heard it and she claimed it. Wow, I wish you could see her right now. She's beaming. That's right, because I'm so proud. These little guys, man. Our hair looks great. Yeah, stunning. <laughs> We're stunning. I probably need a hairbrush. My Sunday mornings don't start with a hairbrush. No, no. Does mine look like it starts with a hairbrush? Definitely not, with <laughs> all due respect. <laughs> Or mini mullet. I claim that. I claim my mini <laughs> mullet anymore. I accept it. I'm I accept so and accepting. respect. I really accept it. Anyway, on to more important things. The real topic of the day. So going back to what we talk about with Emily about asking yourself the deep questions in order to be able to get to this place of like enough, mm-hmm. being enough with yourself and to open up to be able to find like the great things in life, like the deep love and the, Mm. you know, the real things that we're all kind of in search of. And going off of like what we talked about in my pride and pickle, I want to talk about this thing of like asking ourselves the deep questions and like how to know what the right questions are to ask. And I have recently had an experience, Brendan knows a bit, that really kind of shifted my, I think I had a big learning lesson. You did. You're like, I think I just learned one of the biggest lessons in my whole life. I really did. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you... I I was so amazed by the situation, and Julia's gonna go into explaining in whatever way feels best for her, but it's funny because I had this similar experience in terms of like Thanksgiving and actually showing up as myself and feeling mm-hmm. like I said in my pride like the most me that I have felt because I've been asking myself questions because I've been showing up without worrying too much about other people's opinions and I think that the reason why this shakes maybe anyone but especially Julia and I so much is because we have been people pleasers often in our lives and of course we care beyond of what they think of us we care about other people's feelings yes. a lot so I think for us to start to be making these huge shifts to making choices that actually feel good to us and not just revolving around other people is huge. I find myself often like seeing that I make certain choices or say certain things out of trying to make other people feel more comfortable. And I have constantly come back to what makes me comfortable? Like what lights me up? Oh, it's so true. And it's such a hard place to get to because like, especially as you know, I think especially also not even as just people pleasers, but as empathetic people, like we want people in our life to feel happy and comfortable. And like, I know that I will go so out of my way to make people that I care about happy. And that's, Great, but yeah. not at the expense of your own happiness. That's the key. And this comes back to our whole episode on like dimming your own light. Yeah. Um, I've totally done things. I know Julia has too. well well-intended, right? Where you don't realize you're sacrificing either pieces yeah. of yourself or yes. your time or your energy towards things for the comfort of other people. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing to care so deeply for others, but it's also like we shouldn't have to sacrifice so much of ourselves. So it's like this episode kind of being based on how do we know when we're actually sacrificing things? And I feel like Julia had an experience. I literally watched it play out from start to finish from you like, did the dis- I did. It was literally, it, it was so cool because I saw the difference in your energy from when you, you were like, okay, like, I guess I'll, I'll do this. And it was so clear that that's not what she wanted or what felt aligned for her. And then once she made a choice to do what actually felt aligned and speak her truth, she was literally walking on sunshine. I said that. Yeah. Okay, so now you tell them your whole thing because it's just fascinating. Well, well also before that, like I think the thing that like is the most difficult is to and it comes back to the thing we were talking about trusting your gut and intuition is how to know when you are betraying your higher self if that makes sense. Because like, I think it's really difficult. And like what you said before about the dimming your own light thing, like, I think it's sometimes very difficult to recognize that we're not aligning with our deepest, truest self. Mm -hmm. It's hard until you like practice it over and over. You start to like have these experiences where you're like, where you can physically see that you're either aligning or not aligning with your deeper self, which is the experience that I had recently, which why was such a big learning lesson because I felt physically the difference. And I feel like I'm... I'm going to be able to take that moving forward because now I know what that feels like in my body to like think I'm aligning with myself Mm -hmm. and then actually be aligning with myself. And so I wish that I had like a, I I think maybe hearing the story will offer some tool, but I wish I had like the tool to give people, to tell people of like how to know if you're aligning with yourself or not. Mm Because it's hard to know sometimes. It It was hard hard. for me to know going into this situation. I didn't know. Totally. This is another beautiful thing of having people in your life that you can just, like, no no restraints, brain dump. Because, to be honest, when Julia had first shared how she was feeling, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, do that, do that. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember kind of being like, wait, but I I feel, like, is this for you? Like, I I don't know if I asked her if I thought it myself before she called me, but something about, like, this feels like something – you know, it it doesn't seem like you have you at the center of this decision or of this comment because, it. and I think that in terms of a tool, maybe is asking yourself, how does this actually make me feel? What impact will this have on my life? You know, like, and, and the key being actually, how does this actually make me feel? And I think when Julia kind of asked herself in her own way, that question, she was like, this doesn't, This doesn't actually feel good. Like, I feel hesitant about this piece or this piece or this piece. Yeah, and I think taking the time to, like, actually sit with that for Mm – a little bit like because that's like a really uncomfortable place to sit of like how does this actually make me feel versus like this is the thing that I am supposed to do or this is the thing that seems like the right thing to do or this is the thing that is like the most beneficial for the other people involved like it's hard to sit in that place and be like what does this actually mean for me or feel like for me and I think being able to sit in that place and like really being like okay this feels like a certain thing I don't know. It's really hard to put into words. It is hard, but. I don't know I I think overall that's what comes back to the question piece that comes back to I know you've said in the past like the more experiences you have where you do ask a question figure out what the answer is get a little a a literal yeah like observe your feelings I think that's a big key is observing and reflecting yes so I think you whether intentionally or not like you were observing how going down a certain path made you feel so of course we don't want to be like overthinking to an extent where it's uncomfortable but I think you really took the time to analyze like how is this making me feel emotionally physically if I were to make this decision how, could it kind of play out in this way if I were to make this decision it would play out this way or it may make me feel this way um and in, and it seems far more elaborate than it was but I think you just literally <laughs> considered like in a shorter span of time like you literally considered well if this was the outcome I'd probably feel this way and if this was the outcome it would be this way and how does how do those things affect me like how do they make Julia feel and I think that. That was the coolest piece to watch for you, especially, is I've watched you for so long care for others, and it's a beautiful piece of your character. But the coolest thing was watching you be like, "I'm going to choose Julia, and this is what would feel best for Julia." And I I watched (laughs) before my eyeballs the physical (laughs) reaction that it took. She was like on top of the world because she chose herself and she chose to do something that actually felt aligned for her because she took the time to consider what would feel best. Yeah. So. Here's the, here's the basis. Uh, before I t- tell the story, I'm going to tell the story quite loosely. Also, I have so much respect and care for this person. So I hope they don't mind me telling this loose version of the story. Um, just because I think it was a really big learning lesson and I think it'll ha- help other people as we dive into the learning lesson to understand like kind of like the circumstance. So I was in a situation where myself and someone else needed to figure out a situation. And the other person offered, you know, their kind of solution to the conversation. And going into the conversation, I didn't know the solution. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to hear from them. I didn't know what I wanted the solution to be at all. Like, I felt very confused in my own brain about, like, what I wanted. So I went into the conversation, like, knowing that. And wanting to like kind of hear what the other person, what their solution might have been. And so they offered a solution. And at first I was like, okay, like I still feel weird about it. But like, yeah, okay. Like I can do that. Like that solution works for me. Like let's do that. And so that was where I thought I was aligning with myself. Because I... I thought that that was the correct solution because I didn't know the real solution that I wanted. And that one seemed to make the most sense logically. Like Mm -hmm. if I thought about it logically, I was like, sure, that one makes sense. And then after like a few minutes of being like, okay, sure, yeah, I just felt like it wasn't right. Like I was upset, powerless. I felt like there was just like something off and I like sat with it and then... I was like, actually, no, sorry, that doesn't work for me. Here's what works for me. And then they were like, okay. Like, and, you know, we're very, like, respected that I was honest with myself and with them and, like, said what I really needed. And then we were able to come to, like, a better solution. And when I said yes to the first thing, I didn't feel right. And then when I really made the choice that actually aligned with myself, not the choice that I thought aligned with myself, I was skipping on sunshine. Like I literally told Brenda that. Like I felt at peace. I felt like I was in control of my own life. I felt like I was like actually aligning with a higher version of myself, even though there were pieces of me that wanted elements of the other solution. And you know, there was like, maybe like ideal solution that, I had in my head, but that solution would include like teleportation and I don't I don't have that power so I'm just going to say like aligning with ourselves within the realm of control that we have because there's certain outside circumstances that we cannot control so aligning with yourself the most within of course the circumstances of the world like you can't control other people's feelings you can't control outside circumstances that might dictate certain things in a situation i think that's an important note yes so um if that makes any sense <laughs> there's there's it makes sense to me because i obviously know the in-betweens but i think it also makes sense in a general scope of things i tried to think about it that way but there's so many pieces to that okay The first thing, I think it becomes difficult when you, yourself, or anyone doesn't know what they want out of a situation because then we feel more, I don't want to say easily swayed, but maybe we can feel influenced by something that someone proposes because they have a solution and we don't know what we want out of it yet. Yeah. So I think that's one obstacle. Totally. Uh, Then the other one is I think just sometimes we can be in situations where especially if there is like a male female dynamic i don't think this is the case all the time but i think sometimes there's this like ingrained type of like i don't know like control type of thing underlying right yeah yeah like, oh well they offered that and it, it might feel kind of hard to break out of this like <laughs> submissive feels like a weird word to say but to break out of that and be like actually this is kind of what i want and this goes in any situation really like it, it can feel hard to when someone so confidently proposes a solution of any sort like it can it can feel tricky to be like actually? No. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. I decided that doesn't work. And to come back and meet with such confidence, right? Because I think another different, like something else is the being apologetic or versus being unapologetic is I feel as though, of course, although you somewhat apologize for for changing your mind for the most part, you you really showed up and said like, this is actually what works for me. Like this is what feels right for me. And I know for myself, I constantly either beat around the bush or apologize 500 times. You do, you um, don't say statements confidently, like as opposed to this is actually what works for me and that doesn't. Here's what that looks like. I'm like, I'm so so sorry. I know this is really inconvenient for you, but actually, it would be <laughs> so great if you didn't mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and that's not fun either. No. Um, because that's one. not aligning with yourself. You're still trying to do something for the other person. Yeah, and I think that we had that whole episode on like sacrifice and what that means. And I think in this situation, it feels like you asked yourself, maybe without realizing it, is like, what would I? be sacrificing because I think a key is the original solution aspects of it sounded appealing to you aspects of it were things that worked for you but the whole thing although there would be some benefits for you out of it at the end of the day it would cause you to sacrifice more than what you would gain yeah um and I think that's a big key and that's a key and also the aligning piece is the reason why at first it felt aligned for you is because a big core of Julia is caring for others making other people happy connecting even and mm-hmm. also like continuing to go along like it would keep this aspect of whatever was happening before alive for lack right. of a So I think that's what can be so tricky with these things is it does feel aligned in some capacities, but it comes down to how does this actually feel for me? Would I be gaining or sacrificing more? Yeah. And questions like that. And I think you really took the time to ask yourself those things. Yeah. I just think it's so hard to like, it's so hard when like you think, you know, we can really think that one thing works for us, but then like. I think there's, like, things that work for us on a surface level, and then there's things that work for us, like, on a deeper level. And, like, I think I'm in a a place in my life where, like, I just want to kind of always choose, like, that deeper level. I know that this sounds, like, so abstract, but I just don't have other words to, like, put in it. And I think this will make more sense, like, when we talk to Emily, too, and, like, you read her book about, like, getting really, like, these deeper questions with yourself. And it's not just, like, because I think at first, when we came to that solution, like, I was just asking myself, the surface-level questions of, like, temporarily, like, this – feels good or like this will be good or whatever and then like you said before like really realizing that like yeah maybe there's aspects of that that would be like temporarily good but what what am i sacrificing for that and then like is that really going to bring me happiness down the line i feel like if if i'm like actually being because i don't know what's going on inside your heart or in your head but from the very beginning the original solution didn't feel right for you at all no. I mean, from what, from the way that you worded it right. to me. Like, but, it did, but I did think beforehand that that was the solution that I, that I, that you wanted. Yeah. And I think the additional piece is, I think this is the piece where we sacrifice pieces of ourselves for others because, and because we're, you know, afraid of what could change or how this would impact. It's just a lot to kind of take in at once. But I feel like from the beginning, when the actual solution was proposed, it didn't feel right for you, but you were willing, you were, Willing to try in the spirit of, uh, in the the spirit of continuing something that like felt good for the most part and also because you care so deeply for other people. Like I don't think it was fully a people pleasing type of thing by any means. But I do think like there were little like little pieces of it that were like aware that it would be a sacrifice for you, but you were willing to try anyway. It's just so fascinating that although I think you can still care about people and be deeply empathetic. While also not sacrificing pieces of yourself, and you yeah. showed that in the way that you went about all of these things because I think when we start to keep choosing other people and their comfort and their happiness only and not like a not asking ourselves these types of deep deep questions, that's when we start to lose more pieces of ourselves because we start to lose touch with what is actually authentic to us. And I feel like you've talked about this in terms of like in your in the sacrifice episode that I feel like in previous experiences for you, this is literally right off the cuff, um, I feel like you made decisions for others Mm -hmm. over and over again that that started to be your norm. Yeah. I also think that that's where you get hurt. You know, like that's where like hurt comes from of like when you are making decisions for other people and then they don't play out or it's not like reciprocated or it doesn't pay off. But when you're like true to yourself and you're making you know, decisions that really align with you, yeah, you may be sad about a situation or you can feel like, dang, I wish that worked out. But like, I think that it kind of takes that element of hurt out of the equation because you are being true to you. Definitely. And I have felt this a lot. I know we've talked about Julia's incredibly amazing abstract situation and it definitely applies to, um, I've been talking to Ariel a lot about I'm a big tiptoeer, and I'm a big, Mm -hmm. I have such a fear of offending people or making people not feel cared for or wanted or invalidating someone's feelings. I've just recognized in myself that I'm, I'm not unapologetic all the time. And I really want to be because I have such deep beliefs and such passion over so many different topics, but I have such a fear of hurting people. So it goes really hand in hand with this because overall, I think that As a result of Julia choosing to show up unapologetically, right? Speaking her mind, owning her truth, owning where she was. She ultimately ended up in a better circumstance than she would have been because she showed up as herself. And I think as who who she really wanted and chose what she wanted to do. And it's so fascinating because I think we have a fear of taking a strong stance because we're not sure how people are going to react to a strong stance. For sure. And I, I definitely note that in terms of a lot of things that in the way my own thoughts have been evolving i'm like well fuck like if i say it like that it's gonna offend this person or this person's gonna be upset but the energy that you put out into the world is the type of energy you will attract and the more that julia makes choices that actually align with herself the more that i do the types of people that are meant to be in our lives will be the ones to stick around Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's in terms of friend groups, in terms of relationships, dating, jobs, like we tiptoe and we shrink ourselves or we go with the flow for other people's decisions because we think that's what we're supposed to do. And sometimes Ooh, that's, that's such a big piece, like going with the flow for other people because we think it's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And, and we, I really, I really do think we, I don't know, we, we start to believe that and granted are there times where like there will be compromise or where yeah, you of like, course. of course, But we don't have to be as go with the flow as we think. Yeah. I also think, like, sometimes you can hear things like this of people, like, you know, making bold statements that align with themselves and think, like, oh, like, that – but that feels so intense or that feels so – like, it doesn't have to be hurtful to anybody else to be true to yourself. Like I would never go about being true to myself and hurt someone else in the process. And there is like so many ways that you can still take care of other people while also being true to yourself. And I think that comes from being really vulnerable and honest. Like in this situation, I said throughout the whole conversation, I said that I was confused. So that like that person knew that like I'm I'm learning too. I'm trying to figure it out also and not pretending like I have it all together. So that's like one piece of taking care. And then the other thing was when I did change my mind, I said... I'm sorry, I changed my mind. I'm trying to be as honest with myself and with you as possible here. And I think by shut... And then saying my statement that was true to me. And I think by being vulnerable and being honest with whoever you're in a situation with where you need to choose you that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be hurtful it doesn't have to be intense it doesn't have to be you know it could be it could just be like hey i'm i'm really trying to figure this out and like i'm really trying to be honest with myself and i want to be honest with you and i want to take care of you so in doing that here's what i think for me and 100%. like it that is bold like that is by saying you're like that is bold and you could do that while still taking care of other people it doesn't have to be this thing where you're like only protecting yourself and like blah blah you can no, take no, care no. of the other people at the same time but I think when people hear this stuff like you know people get confused of like well I have to you know you're gonna have to offend people in the process but I think that you don't have to I think as long as you're honest and vulnerable like you can really take care of other people while aligning with yourself 100% I couldn't have said it better myself and I think that's a that's why it's so misconstrued and why people choosing to be authentic with themselves is more difficult because yeah because beyond the vulnerability piece which in itself is terrifying for so many people is that piece of offending others and it it really doesn't have to be that way like I think approaching most situations with like a gentle heart and I think we we also see gentle doesn't mean weak like it doesn't mean A weakness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it just doesn't have to be that at all. So yeah, I, I think that we misconstrued gentleness as weakness, which it isn't at all. Yeah. And I th- that, that's and just- vulnerability as weakness, which it isn't at all. Right. Like I think both of those things are strangles. So I think there are ways to do things simultaneously and we start to believe that we have to choose one or the other and it's not so black and white. There are so many areas of our lives where we can do both, where the, we, we have to learn to become Comfortable with existing in the gray area and that the gray area will evolve and that there's all different capacities of it, but that we can exist there. Yeah. I also think like there's a sense of like getting more comfortable with like not knowing what we want and that's okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a big one and a fucking hard one too. I think. Yeah, and like being like, I think some a lot of times when we don't know what we want, we'll we either like go along with someone else's solution or we just choose a solution. Because Because we're like, well, I can't not know. Like, I have to make a stance. I need to know. But I think that, like, it's okay to not know. And it's okay to think. Because I thought... I thought that one solution was okay with me and like I thought that that was the solution that made the most sense and then I realized that like actually no and like that's okay to to feel like you don't know and to not feel like you need to have all the answers going into something like I think a lot of times think that we need to have all the answers but that doesn't serve us a lot of times because it closes us off to getting to hear what other people think or like getting to really ask ourselves what we really want because if we make the decision that I know the answer this is the solution I want this is the answer I have we close off the possibilities of other answers that might be more aligned 100% being being okay with the unknown being okay with the ebb and flow being okay with our ideas our opinions how we feel about things will evolve I've seen and in, in just from from when we started this podcast you I've seen not only our the way we've discovered new things within ourselves I've seen our opinions evolve I've seen us stand more boldly and more unapologetically than we have in the past. Like there have just been so many ways I've seen us through asking questions, through having deep conversations, through being vulnerable. I've seen our relationships shift with people in our lives. Oh my God. The way we carry ourselves. Yeah, the way we think. So I love that. I think that's a big piece of of being in our 20s and why it's hard and why we freaking do this because Mm -hmm. we feel like we need to know and finding some sort of comfort and excitement in not knowing and what can come of of that because it it's fucking hard like that's the so whole hard. thing money is like we don't know what's next or how it's gonna go and that's scary because we love to plan and figure it out but there are some really beautiful gifts that have come into our life that we didn't plan for yeah um, i also think that if something one if something's meant to be it's gonna be and like two like we can't make decisions for like what may happen or what we want to possibly happen or like like I needed to make the decision that was right for me right now. That's huge. And yeah. that's really hard to do because it's hard to do to be like if I make this decision that might change something for the, my future or it might change the possibilities of my future. But we don't know what the future holds. We don't. And I actually I've I've shared this on the podcast before, but I am so much better about this now. I was actually telling Ash that I've realized that actually with showing up more authentically as myself, like I've had significantly, this is even from months ago, way less relationship anxiety, way less like just overthinking different areas of my life because I've been figuring out like, who actually am I? What matters to me? How do I feel about this? Like Because I've answered some of these questions that may change down the line, but because they're right for me right now. Yeah. I truly am living in in much more peace and groundedness than a few months ago because of that but oh no what the heck was I gonna say about that oh no <laughs> about <laughs> me, on about oh um that I actually me and Ashley constantly to each other say you can't fixate on what may or may not happen like we literally chant oh, that to yeah. each other I because, love it yeah because it, it's just like Every time one of us brings up like an irrational thought or something like that, it's like, okay, you. but that may or may not happen. Like why live in fear of what may or may not happen? Why let what may or may not happen stall your life or change this or change that? Because you just don't know. And the other piece of that is we always say, regardless of what happens, you will be okay. I will be okay. We will be okay. And we'll find a way to be okay. And I think having that deep belief, even when you're, you know, unfortunately, if you're at rock bottom or if you're in a really great place in your life, no matter where you are on the spectrum spectrum. spectrum emotionally, physically, spiritually, like having a deep belief that you will be okay and that things will work out no matter the circumstance is a really beautiful belief to have because it definitely keeps you going. Yeah. And also knowing that it's okay for it to change. Like you can, you can, when other, when factors come into play, like it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to that something that aligns with you then is something different than what aligns with you now. Like that's okay. And that's growth. And that's, we need to be open to that. Definitely. Yeah. I think we can find some shame sometimes around like changing things or like taking a strong stance at one point And then later on that changing, I've experienced that actually really often, especially now yeah. when it comes into terms of like body and, and food and like stuff like that. I had a really strong stance two years ago and then a totally different stance a year ago. Mm-hmm. And a pretty different stance right now. Yeah. Um and every stance that I've taken up until this point has allowed me to evolve and has allowed me to better understand where I was at that point and it's led me to where I am now and I wouldn't trade anything that I've experienced because it's played a role in where I am and who I am now but I've definitely felt guilt along the way of oh well how can I present myself to stand for this or stand for that. Um, but we're human beings and we change and our thoughts change. And the more that we focus on the guilt piece and the judgment of ourselves for changing, the less we can actually embrace where we are and, and maybe continue to evolve more. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. How does this shit come out of our mouths on a Sunday morning? Does it make any sense, (laughs) guys? I feel like we just had a whole we session of like, why is the sky blue? I think we just went into a full on ramble. Guys, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if you want some comic relief, I literally, I was so distracted by my boss texting me and I just want you to know what the result of it was. I thought I broke something. Oh God. Hey, this is all within the same minute. Hey, hello, yo, wake up, B-R-E-N-D-A, hello, hello, hello. It's a Sunday morning. And I go, hi, I've been awake since seven, LOL. What's up? And he goes, did you hear the new Carrie Underwood song with John Legend? Are you kidding me? That's what he needed to tell you? Apparently. Oh my gosh. And he goes, what are you doing right now? You need to watch it and text me. Watch the video. It must be groundbreaking, you guys. So, oh my <laughs> so. God! Okay, that's really feeding into somebody else's needs instead of aligning with your higher self. You guys, answer him right now. I thought something was broken. Oh my God! See, hate it, <laughs> and that's where we're at, you guys. And that's where we're at. I hope this made a little sense. I hope that this will allow you to ask yourself the deep questions, or at least try, so that you know we can align with what feels more more correct and i think what bernice brought just quickly what Brenda brought up about like anxiety before like when you know when I was going along with like the solution that I thought I wanted I was so anxious and then when I came to the solution that felt more aligned that anxiety just like went away. Yeah. Like it totally went away. I'm not saying that there weren't other feelings there. Yeah of course like the solution that you come to that is aligned for yourself at the moment doesn't mean that it's gonna be like the ideal solution in, in like an ideal world but like unfortunately we don't have control of like an ideal world and we can only control kind of like what's in our what's in our realm of control and so because of that because we can't be god and like you know have this power over the circumstances there there might be Like feelings of like disappointment or sadness or wishing that things could be something different, but like just because you have those feelings doesn't mean that you're not aligning. No, that's actually a really a really strong point to bring up though too, because I think that we do have like it doesn't mean it's gonna feel one hundred percent all of the time. It's just probably in the scope of how it makes you feel Mm -hmm. all around, like when you're comparing to the other potential circumstances, that it's not sacrificing pieces of yourself. Wow, I hope this makes some sort of sense. I feel like this makes no sense, (laughs) genuinely. I have to give a quick i I just got this I, because of this Carrie Underwood thing. I really appreciate a, a quick little gratitude in the spirit of Thanksgiving. I love that Chris takes the time to ask me what are your what are your goals for the day like not like not that I need to have goals I love but that. for some reason i I just really appreciate that like little little question Post- I love that what are your goals for the day? yeah. I just I love that question. I love that question. Like I love that question because maybe to someone they're like, oh my God, there's an expectation that you gotta accomplish it today. No, but like often my answers like have to do with self care or stuff like that. So it's nice because it allows me, especially on a weekend, is usually when he asks that. It allows me to reflect on like, what do I want to do for myself today? So yeah, this has been such a jambalaya episode. Hopefully, it's helpful for someone to choose, you know, to be bold. To both, try to fi- to try to take the time to see what aligns with your with yourself yeah and, and live in the arena like Teddy Roosevelt from night arena. at the museum yeah and you might get like scrapes and scratches from being in the arena but at least you're in there you're in there and you're yeah, gonna so come you're out shy line. because of it mm. I'd rather be in the arena than standing on the sidelines. I'd rather be in the arena with scrapes and bruises than standing on the sidelines just (laughs) like clapping without any, you know. Oh, yeah. Call me Tinkerbell, baby. Clap for me. Oh, wow. Okay. That really wasn't. Really, it was Tinkerbell once, right? No. I'm pretty sure you were Tinkerbell. In what capacity? Like for Halloween, maybe? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's blonde. (sighs) I have a weird memory of you in a Tinkerbell suit. I do love Tinkerbell. Maybe it's that. So Maybe sass. it's Interesting. Okay. I want okay. to limit her level of sass. I think it's time for us to go. Okay. We need to leave. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20's podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20's podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us with love, Brenda and Julia.